This week on Bird's Nest, we have totally revamped our show. We're going to bring you more of the content you want with our new format. In this week's episode, we're going to cover the latest news, which includes possibly the year's biggest fishing scandal. We'll also look to the week ahead, show off a little bit of our comedic skills, dive into the changing weather patterns and how it's going to affect fishing, get back to those awesome viewer-submitted questions, and leave you with some fishing tips. We are still trying to give away a Monster Bass box, so be sure to stick around until the end to get the current update. Welcome back to Black Widow Fishing. I'm Bryce. If you're new here, we cover all things fishing from products and services that can improve your skills or enjoyment of the sport to current news coming out of the fishing industry. If this sounds like something that interests you, please hit that subscribe button as it really helps the channel out. With the fishing industry being so big and our time being so limited, we can only cover a small portion of the news. So let's jump right into what we felt was the most important news for this week. This past weekend, Wild West Bass Trail held their Northern California and Pacific Northwest Teams Tournament at Lake Shasta. The official places and winnings have not yet been announced, but the top three teams were Troy Henderson and Stephen Klein sitting in third overall with 21.3 pounds for a two-day total. Josh Price and Tanner Spa brought in 21.82 pounds in second place overall. Holding down first place overall was the pair of Aaron Agner and Josh Palmer with 22.39 pounds with their big fish coming by way of a 10.44 pound lunker. A few days ago, MLF announced the schedule and all the details for the 2023 MLF Tackle Warehouse Invitationals. The series will offer up more than $3.9 million in prize money and an invitation to the Red Crest 2024 where anglers will compete for a top prize of $300,000. The series will be made up of six events with stops in Lake Okeechobee, Clark's Hill Lake, Eufaula Lake, Lake of the Ozarks, Potomac River, and the mighty Mississippi River. 150 anglers will take part in each event. If you happen to be like me and not competing in any of these events, you can catch all the action on MLF Now app, My Outdoor TV, or on CBS Network, CBS Sports Network. The events begin on February 8th of next year. Now, if you follow fishing news even just slightly, I'm sure you've heard of, of one of the most scandalous things to occur the entire year. In case you missed it, here's some video of the scandal, but due to the language used on the video, the audio has been muted. At Lake Erie Walleye Trail, Jacob Runyan and Chase Kaminsky were caught cheating red-handed. The events unfolded when the pair weighed in their catch of four walleye, but the weight registered a staggering 34 pounds from what was visually estimated to be around 20 pounds. Tournament director Jason Fisher examined one of the fish and felt something hard inside of it. This prompted him to cut open the fish and found lead weights and fillets of other fish inside the belly. The other fish were inspected and more of the same was found. Runyan and Kaminsky were on track to win the $30,000 first price first place prize, but were subsequently disqualified. The Ohio Department of Natural Resources made the scene and collected all the evidence for a report that is being prepared for the county district attorney's office. It must be noted our two immoral anglers had won all three previous events of this year, which now brings into question if they in fact really won those events by playing fair. I'd venture to say no way these guys haven't cheated at every event they have attended before. I wholeheartedly implore every single tournament series and director 
in the country to permanently ban these two from ever competing again. Beyond being totally shocking with how many questions remain about how this could happen, it is downright disgusting. It is one thing to trick a fish into eating artificial bait, but it is beyond reproach to force lead weights down their throat in an unsavory bid to win a tournament. The fact of the matter is, is that there are cheaters everywhere, and the fishing industry is no different. As fishing gains more popularity, the likelihood of a cheater being on the roster of, it, of anglers in an event increases as well. Cheaters are greedy, and greedy people always get caught. Hopefully this stands as a reminder to all those who may be thinking about cheating or have done it in the past to play by the rules. Hopefully these guys serve some actual time for their despicable crime. In our western region, we have a few events coming up this week. Kayak fishing this time of year really slows down, but Kayak Fishing Northwest is hosting a tournament on the Columbia River in, Yake, in Lake Umatilla. The best bass tournament is having an event on the Delta in Contra Costa County, and the Fall Trout Derby will be taking place at Lake McSwain. Let's lighten the mood up a little bit with a classic fishing joke. Why are fish smart? Because they swim in schools. I promise my jokes will get better, but if you think you have an awesome joke, leave me a comment or send me an email with your joke for me to tell on this next episode. If I use your joke, I'll send you a free pack of my fishing humor, humor stickers. The weather has finally started to turn from the scorching summer heat to the very pleasurable temps and patterns fall brings. I'm going to briefly explain what the weather for this upcoming week will bring and how it will affect your fishing. The weather in Northern California is going to remain mostly mild in the high 80s to low 90s through the week. Expect general wind to be light around 5 miles per hour, 5 miles per hour and virtually zero chance of rain. With the lows beginning to dip into the mid 50s, you can expect the water temps to begin cooling off, really kicking off that fall transition in more locations throughout the state. Now would be a great time to start brushing up on your finesse techniques or your offshore fishing skills. This is the part of the show we like to highlight some new products that we think will improve your fishing or are just downright cool. If you've watched my channel for a while, it is no secret that I truly enjoy any type of mystery box. I came across BattleBox, which boasts itself as a kick-ass survival box. BattleBox offers four different box options from the Basic for $34.99 to the Pro Plus for $169.99. I'm personally excited to get my hands on one of these boxes and have placed an order for one, which I will of course unbox right here on the channel when it arrives. In case you want to give BattleBox a try for yourself, I'll leave a link in the description. While the show is not sponsored by BattleBox, the channel will earn a small commission should you use our link and purchase a box. We are finally getting back to some viewer submitted questions after taking a break last week to cover fishing results from Clear Lake. I have five great questions from different viewers that we're going to try to answer. Jumping right in to our first viewer submitted question, we have a question from Steve that asks, can you use a runabout boat in the lake during the winter? Well, this is actually a very simple question to answer. If you live in a location where the water freezes, then I would say that's a hard no. If you live in a climate that doesn't have icy water, then sure you can. Just make sure that if you're located in an area that experiences temperatures that drop below freezing, make sure you have properly protected your boat from the elements. Our next question is from Jim who asks, what are some of the dangers of going out on a boat at night? Anytime we go out on a boat, there are dangers. But at nighttime, the danger is increased. The main danger or factor increasing such danger is visibility. Often, lakes and rivers are covered in darkness, reducing our visibility to at best a few feet. This increases the risk of running into another vessel, object, or land. 
These risks can be mitigated by using the required lighting for your vessel, using a properly updated chart plotter, and not driving faster than your skills and knowledge for a particular body of water. The next question is from John. If you have never been fishing before, is it something you can try on your own if you watch some videos, or do you need someone to go with you to show you how? John, in the past, I would say, yeah, you need somebody to go with you and show you how to do it. However, with YouTube University being at everyone's grass, I say it wouldn't be unreasonable to assume someone that watched the right content learning to fish that they could go out and do it. Fishing, like most things, involves high degree of skill, knowledge, and a dash of luck. With practice, a self-taught angler could be proficient, but I think the time to get there would be long. Taking someone with you or hiring a fishing guide, I believe, would fast track that route. The next question is from Stefan, who asks, what are the requirements for operating a charting boat, a charter fishing boat in California? The answer really depends where in California you plan to operate. If you operate in non-tidal waters, you generally only require a guiding license from the California Department of fish and wildlife. If you are operating in tidal waters, then you would be required to have the guiding license as well as United States Coast Guard captain's license. Keep in mind that guiding is a business and thus you may be subject to city, county, and other state regulations and licensing requirements. Our final question comes from Gary. Gary wants to know how much does it cost to buy and maintain a fishing vessel? As with all things fishing, it really depends. A vessel in the state of California is a watercraft that has an engine and or motor. So theoretically, you could buy a dirt cheap kayak and a trolling motor for less than $500 total and generally not have any maintenance cost. The vessel you choose really comes down to how much you want to or can afford to spend. I own a Nitro Z7 boat that you could find in excellent condition between $10,000 to $20,000 depending on what's in the package. Maintenance generally costs me around $100 to $150 a month for active maintenance or savings for a big problem down the road. And have no illusions, if you own a boat, you will have a maintenance issue at some point. If you have any questions you want me to answer on an upcoming show, drop them in the comments below. As our show nears the end, I think now is a great time to provide you with some tips and tricks to give a try during this week. Tip number one. The first tip I have is about color selection for your baits. This time of year, bass are heavily feeding on bait fish, the ma mainly shad and brim. So if you are finding it tough catching anything, try throwing a natural colored lure such as your light grays or bone colored baits. Essentially, we want to match the hatch. Tip number two. In sticking with the theme of bass eating bait fish, you may consider throwing a smaller lure if you are finding the bite tough. With the abundance of bait fish, a bass simply isn't going to want to chase your larger lure around when they can have a nice and easy meal even if it's smaller. Tip number three. The final tip for this week has to do with fishing line. If you haven't been out in a while, or you have a particular fishing rod and reel you may not have used for a while that has been spooled with line, do yourself a favor and change that line. Fishing line that sits for a while can become brittle, or in the case of mono and floral, retain a high level of memory. Using line in either of those conditions your next time out can result in a crazy tangled mess, or your line snapping when trying to reel in a big one. This week at Black Widow, we're going to continue with our kayak repairs and upgrades, so be sure to stop by the channel to see the updates as they come out. We've been sitting at 30 subscribers for about two weeks now. 
We need to get boosted to 100 subs before we send out a Monster Bass box. Out to someone lucky. I'm excited to get this done because I also have a Mystery Taco box waiting to go out to someone else after we give away that Monster Bass box. I hope you found the new format of the show pleasing. If you enjoyed the content, please be sure to like the video and subscribe to our channel. That's all for now. Catch you next time.